This podcast is sponsored by Heinz Chicken Soup. 100% organically made from free-range dog sick and veg. Heinz Chicken Soup, are you a dog? Available at only one TK Maxx across the country. Welcome to the Daft Lad Podcast. I take no prisoners, just inmates, whatever that fucking means. Daft. I hope everyone welcome to episode 3 of series 2 of the Lad Daft podcast there. My name is Jamie Scott and I fucking hate licorice. If you are someone who enjoys licorice, you have an Android phone and a shit palette. I'm only joking, having a daft laugh aren't we? Come on, take it. Hopefully you are here for 50 minutes of pure banter and uh to start off this episode, we're going to talk about a TV show close to everyone's hearts that's sadly not on the television anymore, especially in the UK. You're going to relate to this. Does anyone remember the TV show on Channel 4, Deal or No Deal? If you've not heard of it, go watch an episode or the whole series. There must be like a thousand episodes of that for shit. Uh, but it was an absolutely epic show. It was on every... Every weekday, maybe from like 2007 to like 2012 maybe, every weekday from maybe 4 o'clock till 5 o'clock, you used to come home from college in uh, 2008, countdown, 3 o'clock till 3.45 and then deal or no deal straight after that. Absolute class TV. No Edmonds, that gorgeous gecko of a man. <laughs> I wonder if he still looks the exact same, I don't think he ever ages, he just, he was born old. <laughs> Still looks like, um, who's that guy who owns Virgin? Richard Branson, is that him? That's good banter, that, because he actually looks like him. Wow. I feel like Noel Edmonds is the kind of guy who would sleep on the set of Deal or No Deal in one of those big numbered coffins, and he's got a dog named Noel. He's just that kind of guy, you know what I mean? You could just tell from his face. <laughs> and he only washes on a partial eclipse or a full moon. <laughs> Fucking wolf. <laughs> if you don't remember what Deal or No Deal is, basically there's 20 boxes... There's 19 people which open a box, one person who plays and guesses to open a box, and there's a certain amount of money inside, and you might win shitloads, or you might win a penny kind of thing. So there's 20 boxes. One of the players would get picked to be the main player of that hour of the episode, bring their box to the front, they'll have a clue what's in it, and then sit at the front and look at like the semicircle, half circle of uh, 19 other people with 19 boxes, right? Um, and obviously there's Noel Shedman's, Richard Branson, the host. Absolute pigeon legs. <laughs> so how it would work filming-wise is the 20 people, right, start of the week on a Monday, um, one person would get picked, do the game, go home, a new person would join the group. So there's always like 20 people. So you might know maybe 18 to 19 people for like a week on like an afternoon when you record. So you don't get to know them personally, but you kind of know them as like a friendly, hey, up, how are you doing? Nice to see you today. See you, bye, kind of thing. Nothing deep, all right? So, knowing that, it would piss me right off when the main player would choose a person to open a box and make it so deep and detailed, like they've known them for 20 years and just died. You know what I mean? They'd have, like, a little speech prepared like it was a fucking funeral, opening a box. But that's the opposite of a funeral, isn't it? This is what will go down. The main player needs to open a random box. Um, I would like to open box number two, please. Oh, Linda, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. I really hope this is a £250,000 
to take your niece on a school trip. I love you with all my heart, and I'm going to miss you so much. Here's the box. <laughs> You've known Linda for an afternoon, Stacey. Get a grip, man. Fuck. Also, the main player, in this instance, Linda, Linda would take flipping ages to pick one of the 90 numbers, the boxes, right? It's not hard. It's a guessing game. It's luck. There's like tense music in the background. Make it dramatic. You know what I mean? She's like that. Hmm, which number should I pick? Just pick a box. There'll be an advert soon. Noel Shedman's. I'll love all the attention on him. Keep it off him. Pick a box. No would drag out the fucking show for an hour. You could have. You could have done this in 20 minutes and recorded five episodes. Gone home. Happy. This is what Noel would do when it's maybe two minutes before the advert. Right? Here's the box. Here's the box. <laughs> Will this be? The £100,000 that you've been dreaming of to take your niece to Luton on her Hindu. Find out after this break. <laughs> yeah, there'd be some fucking dong noise, some donk. It'd be like, find out after this break. Doing. It's like the end of the, um, you know, the countdown theme tune. Doing. It'd be that, and the whole audience would be like, ah, fucking hell, what are you doing? <laughs> The crowd would be fuming. I'd be fuming. You know, I'm sat at home having me chicken Kievs, garlic Kievs. What to see if Linda's got £100,000 and Noel Shedman's goes to a break the fucking gecko. Also, the banker. Right. The banker was a phone call. One of those old school phones where you, what do you call it, where you bring it round till a certain number and it flings back to the start, go around. Old people phone. Um... The banker would call up after maybe 15 minutes and offer the main player, Linda... A certain amount of cash. She can take that cash or she can wait to the end of the game and see what's in her box. Could be even more. You know, you've got to gamble. You know, Linda's a fucking gambler. You know, she's from Scarborough. <coughs> and you wouldn't see the face of the banker. It, you wouldn't even hear the voice. No would pick up the phone and just like, just like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great TV, no. Shit. The banker was so mysterious. You know, I wonder if they ever actually... You know, like the Stig off Top Gear. Kind of like that. I feel like the banker was Noel Edmonds, but his clone. Or his dog backstage, it's also called Noel. He takes it too far, doesn't he? So the phone would ring from the banker, red lights would come into the studio. The crowd are like, oh, oh, God, it's a banker. He's sus as fuck. Noel would look at Linda first before picking up, just like, oh. <sighs> Stressful, isn't it, love? Pick up the phone, you won't hear the fucking banker's voice, right? And he'd go, hello. And he'd wait about 30 seconds, that gecko fuck, to actually reply, great TV. You're like, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Puts the phone down. Dramatic. Twat. And then he'd look at the main player. You know, he loves the attention, as Noel. Absolute badger. And he'd leave him every 10 seconds. And he'd say to Linda, the banker has offered you £1,000 and a trip to Prague with the lads. Deal or no deal? And the crowd would go, ooh. And Linda would be like, oh, wow. 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 That is, that's an amazing offer. <laughs> and she'd drag it out for like five minutes. And also, the main player, Linda, would look behind her. And in the crowd, is her fucking fiancé. <laughs> fiancé Mark, who's just asleep, bored, right? He's been there for 30 minutes. Fuck, she's not going to win out. And then Linda's like, Mark, Mark, what shall I do? And the spotlight is just on, uh, he's on Mark. He just wakes up, he's just got a fucking archive. Look, what? 
And then Linda's like, Mark, what shall I do? And he's just like, I don't really give a shit. I wish I was down Weatherspoons with lads, but you do what you want. <laughs> and then it go back to Noel. And Noel will be like, right, I'm going to have to get an answer from you now, Linda. Linda Fence. £1,000, deal or no deal. And then before she gets to answer, find out for this break, attention. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good banter is this. Obviously, if you don't know what this means, um, it's, it's only a few minutes left. <laughs> also on that show, the main player would pick a certain numbered box to be opened um, because it meant something to them, you know? Like, get a grip. Obviously, they get their birthdays out of the way first. Like, you know, oh, me great-grandfather's cousin um, was born on the 25th of February. So, obviously, the February is a second month in 2001. So, obviously, 2001 is the first year of the millennium. So, number one, I'd like to open that box, please. Fuck off, Linda. So, once I've got the birthdays out of the way, it's just like... It's, you just guess, don't you? But, obviously, Linda's got a trick up her seat. And then Linda would pick Tracy, who has a number 20 on her box. Tracy, I would like you to open number 20, please. And Earl would be like, oh, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. And then he'd walk up to her like a skunk, <laughs> a blonde skunk. Like, Tracy, Tracy, why do you look like a nervous cat? Come on, you're only opening a box. Stop shivering. And then after the so-called banter, which is actually an insult, um, Noel is like, Linda, is Tracy going to supply you with the blue? that you need to get rid of, the one penny. But then actually before that, Noel will be like, uh, Linda, why did you pick number 20? Can I have an explanation, please? Uh, well, uh, well, I picked number 20 because uh, at the age of 80, um, my mum was once the age of 20, so that's why it means so much to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolute bullshit. Oh, oh, Linda, why did you pick the number 12? So I went to the shop yesterday, Noel, and the uh, sell-by date, month, on the de-icer was the 12th of October. So it must mean something, really. It was a great show, to be honest. Um, enough of that. Enough of the back-in-the-day banter. Let's, uh, let's get into the podcast and have some tunes. Yeah? You know, speaking of de-icer, can de-icer actually go out of date? Is that a thing? Is there actually dates on the bottle of the tin? Here's one for you. This is what I thought about this other day, and it made me kind of laugh to myself because um, I was wanting pasta for tea, right? So if I gaffer taped one bit of pasta in the morning to my armpit, by the end of the day, would it be partially boiled? A bit softer? Or if you put it between your gooch? Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> Gooch run, um, John Gooch. I thought it was a golfer. So this happened last week. You might cringe at me or you might laugh at me. I don't know. I would laugh at me if I were you. So someone told me that they were going to go to a funeral at about half ten. So I was like, oh, I want to say something nice when they leave because, you know, it's a, it's a sore subject. So person said, oh, right, I'm off, Jamie. And then my reply was, oh, have a good time, bro. Epic silence, right? I just thought to myself, why the fuck did I say that? What a what an idiot. I know you meant to say, oh, I hope all goes well. But obviously it's going to go well because it's just routine. You know, I'm I just trying to be nice. So that really cringed me off for about two hours. So you could be footy fans listening to this. Uh, soccer fans, the World Cup 2022, um, November. 
weird, but it's quite nice to have um, the radio on and actually have something good on instead of Ed fucking Sheeran. Jesus. Or that Lewis Capaldi who thinks he's a comedian. Um, but he actually is a comedian. So, yeah, when I was watching the games, before the World Cup, each country would have national anthems and sing the song with the fans and stuff. And I don't know about you, but a national anthem is basically country music. And I'm not wrong, am I? Lit- country music. So if you listen to the last episode of the Daft Lad podcast, uh, episode two of season two, someone got killed off. It was me. I'm joking. Having a daft laugh. Um, we were talking about I was saying that starters are better than mains and cold desserts are better than warm desserts, right? I'm still right. So here's another one for you. A bit of controversy. Is cereal a dessert? Or is cereal just a starter because you're having it at the start of the day? I know no one's ever seen a cereal dish on the dessert menu at a restaurant. I would love it if it... The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Just said, ah, oh, sticky toffee pudding, bowl of Kellogg's. <laughs> You're in Gusto's on special menu on chalkboard. What's that? What's that? Chocolate dream cake? What's that? Rice Krispies. Oh, just add spag, ball and crab. I'm going to go for the Rice Krispies, mum. <laughs> Anyways, that's my random thoughts. Um, before I get into the next section, um, the music provided in the Daffad podcast is by me. My band, Fox Haunt. Go check us out on Spotify and stuff. We're on tour now. We're going around the UK. We've got a new EP coming out. And I'm basically just trying to <clears throat> use every outlet to plug our band. Um, so I thought I'd put it on the Daft Lad podcast. And it's my podcast. I can do what I want. Hopefully I don't get copyright. But yeah, go check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Fox Haunt, Haunted Foxes. It's a random name. We're on tour now. Go check out our new single, Division Culture. And our EP is out 7th of April. This could be already out by then. Go check out our Mindset EP from last year. And um, it's not daft, but it's part of the podcast. And if you like alternative rock and emo music, Yumi at Six, Bring Me the Horizon, Lincoln Park kind of stuff, you'll you'll like it. So this is some uh, some more Fox Haunt. Got a frozen pizza for tea from the supermarket. Meat feast. But the only downfall is that the meat feast pizzas from supermarkets, the meat on them, the mince, looks like broken skin tags. Broken off skin tags. And it's pro. Ew. Ew. Does candy floss go out of date or does it just turn blue? 
is blue when it goes mouldy. Just like the de-icer. Um, email anything that you don't think goes out of date. I like these random things. That's what goes on in my head. I think, oh, does candy floss go out of date? Because I've never seen it go mouldy green, have you? So, most of you listening have got social media, right? This is relatable, hopefully, because it annoys me. Um, so, like on Instagram, we'll get those random messages off random accounts in your inbox, in your DM. And you you have to actually accept it first. So like It's like a request. It's always someone trying to like promote someone or say, you've been picked, or we think you could be good at modeling this. And it's like, what the, why? It's always like copy and pasted paragraphs that are probably sent to a million people. So you like open it and it's like, oh, I think you'd be good at modeling iPhone cases. You've picked me. Like there's billions of Instagram accounts. How has it got to me that? What have I done to deserve that? So we get like bot spam messages on Instagram, you know, saying, can you model this? Can you share this? Promote this? I might send them a message back if they fucking send me a message. This is what I would type back to those bots on Instagram, right? Hey up, I'm a promoter at Dog Food Merch Limited. I think you would fit perfect in our team of models to be modelling our Dog Food Merch range. DM me back and get paid 50 quid every second. See how they like it, the bastards. Hey, anecdote time with Jimmy, right? Brewdog. Anyone been into Brewdog, the pub? Very nice beers, very hipster. But I went into Brewdog in Leeds, right? Um... It's maybe a, it's a little bit of a trek out of town, really. Before I got to Brewdog, got off at the Leeds train station. Leeds is probably the best city in the UK, apart from Liverpool or Newcastle. Really good cities. Um, so outside the train station, we walked out of the doors, and it was the I think Leeds were playing that day. And there was this guy there, um, top off, Leeds scarf round his neck, just some baggy trousers on. Maybe looked about 30, 40, proper horse teeth. But seemed, you know, seemed harmless. And um, it was I think he was just there with like a pint of milk in his hand and a pint of beer, just sat outside having a daft laugh, right? So maybe three hours later, I was sat in Brewdog. I was one looking out the window, nice sunny day. And um, I see him. I see him coming across the Pelican Crossing. Big John from Leeds, right? And he looks ten times more out of it and pissed, right? I don't know what he's put in that milk, but he was very drunk. And I was sat there having my nice little Elvis juice. Heavy, that stuff. And he, like, clocked my eyes. I was I was staring at him because if, if I find someone intriguing and cool or random, I just look at him and I just can't take my eyes enough, which was my downfall in this story. So he, like, started to look at me kind of jokingly, but, oh, you know, drunk. And he was the kind of person who just kicked me in for no reason. You know, he's had a few drinks. He's up for it. He's had a pint of milk, <laughs> a pint of cow piss. And uh, he just started squaring up to the window. He was like, oh, come on then, have you? Put a middle finger up like, hey. And, and then he was doing the sign like, come on outside, come on, come on, come on. And then I, I was just like shaking my head. And then like the people I was with were like, what's going on here? Who are, you, who are we looking at here, Jim? And then we like laughed. And then he kind of laughed and he put his head through the door. And you can see like the owner of the pub just like, what's going on here? And he was just like, man, I was only joking. I was only joking. I was only joking. Like, you know, I was only joking. You know, I'm having a daft laugh. And I just started laughing at him because it was just like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. So we went out the door and I kept my eyes on him. This is my downfall. I shouldn't have kept my eyes on him for the whole time. He walked around the whole of the pub. All the pub has windows. So I was watching him from left from maybe like 9 o'clock. Another 10, 20 seconds later, he's probably at fucking 6 o'clock, right? And I've watched him the whole time. And it, 
he thinks I'm like mad at him or pissed off at him. And he looks at me and he goes from smiling to pissed off, right? You know, he's drunk. And he's like, come on then. And he starts getting really mad and he runs all the way back around from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock to the front door. And I'm like, oh, God. And he comes through the door and he goes, mate, I'll fucking have you. I'll fucking have you. Kind of thing. And I just just kept laughing at him. I was like, what's going on, lad? There were some, like, board games next to me. I was like, I'm a game of Scrabble, but calm down. Then my mate, who was uh, next to me, was like, mate, what's your problem kind of thing? And the owner of the pub told him to go. And then... He went away, and I was, and then everyone was like, "You, you need to stop staring at people." Like, <laughs> so that happened. That fucking happened. Um, that when was that? That was uh, that was uh, that was August last year. And also in August, I can hands down say I had the best meal of my life that I've ever had out. Right? Not many people can say that because you might have a good main, but the starter could be shit. This is the best starter main dessert I've ever had. Right, so a place called Florio's, Italian, in my hometown, um, best restaurant ever. Right, for starters, garlic bread, tomato sauce. Right, it's I don't I can't describe it. It's like the most saltiest, sweetest tomato sauce. The finish of bread, really crispy, getting me pepperoni pizza, and then I've got some chips, chocolate fudge cake, and it was just amazing. It made it even better. Because I wasn't meant to be going until an hour before. It's been booked for the last to go with a mate for the past few months. Her mate couldn't go. I was sub. I was in there. You know what I mean? I was James Milner. And I was in there and she was like, oh, do you want to come? So then we you know, we'd have to cancel the book. And I was like, yes. Made it even better because I was going to have meat feast, uh, skin tag pizza meat feast. So maybe that's why it made it a bit better and out of the blue to my favourite restaurant, Florio's. Um, Oh, and then this comes on to the topic of last week when I was on about cold or hot desserts. So the waitress comes over and she asked me for dessert. And she says, what do you want for dessert? And I was like, can I have hot chocolate fudge cake, please? And then she was like, do you want it warmed up or cold? And I was like, firstly, no one's ever asked me that before. I'm absolutely buzzing with that because normally they assume I want it fucking warm. And I don't want that. It's a Mexican shit. Yeah, okay. A cold dessert is better than a warm dessert in a wave of micros, all right? She's only going to put it in microwave where ready meal curries have been made, and I don't want curry chocolate fudge cake. Chocolate fudge curry, I don't know. Like, for me, I want the chocolate fudge cake to just stay there, you know what I mean? The sludge to just be there like cement, yeah? Also, a brownie is better cold, because it's just, it's solid, but it also tastes wet, you know what I mean? And also, eating a brownie, if it's a really good brownie, all I can say is that you don't need to use your teeth, just you use your tongue to just crunch it because it's that moist, but also solid. It's unreal. Also, if you're warming up cheesecake, you're basically having a fucking pizza. You know, by the time it's melted, it's a pizza. Controversial. Obviously, you can let me know how you feel on these topics by finding me on the socials. But I'm going to break up these segments with more tunes, all right? <laughs> So there's maybe like five minutes left of the episode, I'm going to guess. Um, and I've got a daft lad tip for you. You can take this into your life, into your world. Let's say you're planning a trip to Stevenage for a romantic weekend for two, right? Um, you're about three months away from the trip. You want to book a hotel. And you're looking for something cheap, 100 quid a night, 60 quid a night, travel lodge, Premier Inn. Here's a tip. Don't book it three months in advance. Um, make sure it's not a busy weekend like there's fucking Wimbledon or something. 
make sure it's like a random Thursday night. And um, on the morning of that Thursday, when you're about to go away for the weekend, you've not booked your hotel yet, look on the Travelodge website or Premier Inn, all these hotels, right? And if I've got any rooms left, they'll be selling them for like cheap as shit. So if maybe three months ago it was like 100 quid or the day before 100 quid for a night, if there's some rooms left and they want to get rid of them, they're going to be on there for like 60, 50 quid. It's risky, right? Because you might have nowhere to stay. But it's a smart, I'm a smart slag bag, you know what I mean? So daft lad tip, take that, take that. Also, here's one more daft lad tip that I've uh, actually came up with today. Um, I'm a big fan of nostalgia. I love, like, music reminding me of certain holidays. And, you know, we all get that stuff. It's relatable. We love a bit of nostalgia. And if you want some new nostalgia, a bit of forced nostalgia, let's say, let's say you're going away. You're going away to for, like, a week, right? Let's say you're spamming bands that you really love and nothing's really attached to nostalgia for it. You've not been away to make them songs, like, remind you of them. Wait till the holiday, right? Spam those bands you want to be proper nostalgia trip for the whole of the trip and also for the trip wear some new deodorant this is a trick so if you've been wearing the same deodorant for the past year just for this trip new deodorant new smell and then don't use that deodorant ever again (laughs) go back to your normal one then like six months time if you get that deodorant that you took on holiday i'll spray it again you'll smell it and you'll be like oh my god do you remember when I wore this at that trip? Nostalgia. And then you can listen to the band, or you know what I mean, that you listened to at the time, and that will mind you. So that's another Daft Lab tip. Well, I, f- I think we just got to, we just got to wrap it up there. Wrap it up and sell it at Taco Bell and make you shit yourself. That's a great end to episode three. Um, follow me on the socials at the Daft Lab Podcast. Follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the Daft Lab Podcast on the other apps but who uses any of them i think a lot of people do looking at my stats a lot of people use other instead of like apple music and spotify so download it on other um but yeah follow me and uh, you won't miss these new episodes or future episodes when season three and all that comes out and also if you want you can give me a rating or review but i don't really know what that does anyway i'll see you in the next episode i'm off to the gym now to lift some heights Bye.